Time for another music review and today I'm going to be reviewing the album So Beautiful So What by Paul Simon from 2011. But before I get on to that uh, particular record, I'm going to do a bit of a background on Paul Simon. Uh, some of you will probably know this detail, but uh, many probably not um, because he's of my era. In fact, he's uh, approaching uh, his uh, 80th birthday this year, would you believe? Should I say that again? 80th birthday. Uh, he was born Paul Frederick Simon on October the 13th, 1941. Uh, of course, an American musician, singer, songwriter and actor. Uh, his musical career has spanned over six decades. Wow, what a life. He's widely regarded as one of the best uh, songwriters in the history of popular music. And uh, as I say, he was born in New Jersey, in uh, Newark, uh, to Hungarian uh, Jewish parents. His father, Louis, or Louis, uh, passed away a, a few years back, was a college professor, a double bass player, in fact, and dance band leader who performed under the name Lee Sims. And his mother, Belle, uh, also deceased, was an uh, elementary school teacher. Uh, but in 1945, his family moved to the Kew Garden Hills uh, section of Flushing, Queens in New York City. Pedia here, so I don't think I'm particularly a scholar, uh, but I just find it very definitive. Um, the mus musician Donald Fagan from uh, Steely Dan described Simon's childhood as that of a certain kind of New York Jew, almost a stereotype, really, to whom music and baseball were very important. And I think it has to do with the parents. The parents, he said, are either immigrants or first-generation Americans who felt like outsiders, and assimilation was the key thought process, and so they gravitated to black music and baseball, looking for an alternative culture. Simon, upon hearing Fagan's description, said, hmm, isn't far from the truth. Simon said about his childhood, I was a ball player. I'd go on my bike and I'd uh, hustle kids in stickball. He also added that his father was a staunch fan of the New York Yankees. Simon's musical career began after meeting Art Garfunkel when they were both 11, if you're counting, that's 1952. Uh, they performed in a production of Alice in Wonderland for their sixth grade graduation and began singing together when they were 13, occasionally performing at school dances. Uh, Simon formed the duo, Simon and Garfunkel, with Art in 1956. Their idols were very much the Everly Brothers, who they imitated in their use of close two-part harmonies. Simon also developed an interest in jazz, folk and blues, especially the music of Woody Guthrie and Lead Belly. Simon's first song, written for himself and Garfunkel when he was 12, uh, or 13, not quite sure on that, was called The Girl For Me, and according to Simon, became the neighbourhood hit. His father wrote the words and chords on paper for the boys to use. That paper became the first officially copyrighted Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel song, 
and now is in li the Library of Congress. And in 1957, in their mid-teens, they recorded the song Hey Schoolgirl under the name Tom and Jerry, a name that was given to them by their label Big Records. And the single reached number 49 in the pop charts. Anyway, Simon majored in English at, at, and graduated in 1963. And Simon was also a brother in the Alpha Epsilon fraternity and earned a degree in English literature and briefly attended Bru Brooklyn Law School uh, after graduation for one semester. But in early 64, Simon and Garfield got an audition with Columbia Records, uh, whose executive Clive Davis signed them to produce an album. Columbia decided that the two would be called Simon and Garfunkel instead of Tom and Jerry. According to Simon, this was the first time artists' uh, surnames had been used uh, in pop music without their first names. And anyway, their first LP, uh, Wednesday morning 3am, was uh, released in October 1964. Twelve folk songs, five of which were written by Simon. Uh, and the album initially flopped. This release, Simon moved to England, and while in the UK, uh, Simon produced Jackson Frank's first and only album and co-wrote several songs with Bruce Woodley of the Australian pop group The Seekers, including I Wish You Could Be Here, Cloudy and Red Rubber Ball. Woodley's co-author credit was omitted from Cloudy on the Parsley, Sage, Rosemary and Thyme album. Uh, Simon also contributed to the Seekers catalogue with Someday One Day, which was released in March 1966, charted around about the same time as Simon and Garfunkel's Homeward Bound, which of course was a big top 10 hit uh, from their second album, Sounds of Silence, and later included on their third US album, Parsley Sage, Rosemary and Time. So the duo released in all five studio albums and became one of the most acclaimed groups of the 60s. Simon composed nearly all of these songs, however, including The Sound of Silence, Mrs. Robinson, Scarberry Fair, Canticle, America, and of course, the massive hit, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Now, after they split in 71, Simon began writing and recording solo material again. And his first solo album, Paul Simon was released in January 72. Uh, it was preceded by, by, by a first experiment with world music, the Jamaican-inspired Mother and Child reunion. This was a single and became a hit, reaching both American and British top five. The album, uh, Paul Simon, received critical acclaim and uh, with all critics praising the variety of styles, the confessional lyrics, and was a huge success both in the US, UK and Japan. And it uh, spawned uh, a number of top 30 uh, hits, including Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard. So what followed then was a series of solo records, and I'm going to run through them quickly. Uh, in 73, he released There Goes Rhyming Simon. Two years later, still crazy after all these years, one Trick Pony, uh, after a five-year sabbatical, was released in 1980, followed by Hearts and Bones in 83, and then the huge, the huge success 
of Graceland in 86. The Rhythm of Saints followed in 1990. Uh, songs from the Cape Man in 1997. You're the One in 2000. Six year break to Surprise. And here now another five year break to So Beautiful or So What. Two other albums, but I won't uh, go into those at the moment. Uh, his last, anyway, was in 2018. Uh, anyway, So Beautiful or So What, uh, released in April uh, the 8th, 2011, saw him reunited with producer Film Ramon, uh, and having experimented really with rhythm-based textures for 20 years or so, following Graceland, Simon returned to composing songs in a more traditional manner, using only his acoustic guitar. The album <clears throat> was largely recorded in a small cottage uh, at Simon's home in New Canaan, uh, uh, Connecticut. The music was so beautiful, so what? Well, it features West African blues-inspired guitar playing, Indian-style percussion and experimental with samples. An example of that is uh, an excerpt from the 1941 sermon to Nighttime Ambience in Kenya, which is slotted in to the opener. The songs were recorded with very little bass, but a very large presence of bells substituting for the bass tones. And much of uh, Simon's lyrics touch on themes of spirituality and mortality. I'm going to get started on the track list uh, and there will be quite a few excerpts in here because this man has a genius uh, with the written word, uh, particularly in song construction and I really do feel you need to have the benefit of uh, hearing some of that. Although there are uh, a number of lyric sheets, in fact all the lyric sheets to all the tracks are available on this review. And I really would suggest that you take some time out and read them because they are truly a work of a poet genius. So to track one then, getting ready for Christmas Day. Starts off with a sort of almost a heavy sort of blue stomp. Uh, and it introduces us to uh, these songs. It's littered amongst the music is a sort of rap chatter. Uh, as referred to earlier, the accompanying blues singer uh, singing is almost reminiscent of a little bit of B.B. King. Lyrically, it takes us through a collage of different Christmas situations, uh, the Iraq war, uh, different job experiences and reflecting the cash available for uh, a rush on spending. We uh, are acknowledged by uh, undertakers, jailers. And not too happy folk, religious ceremonies, and of course, finally, the poverty-stricken amongst us. Uh, and here's an excerpt. Getting ready for Christmas Day. And let me tell you, namely, the undertaker. He's getting ready for your body. Not only that, the jailer. He's getting ready for you. Christmas Day. Hmm. And not only the jailer, but the lawyer, the police force. Now getting ready for Christmas Day. And I want you to bear it in mind. I got a nephew in Iraq. It's his third time back. But it's ending up the way it began. With the luck of a beginner, he'll be eating turkey dinner. Turkey dinner. 
on some mountaintop in Pakistan. Getting ready. Oh, we're getting ready for the power and the glory and the story of Christmas Day. The afterlife. It's got a very typical Graceland-type theme to it. African rhythms dominated by percussion. And those slick bells are certainly uh, are heard. It's funky African beat with those brief lead guitar solos. The lyrics uh, remind me of 50s rock and roll. Uh, and there's a reference to Bebop Alula. Uh, and, uh, uh, and a music take on the absence of God in Afterlife. And an arousing take at Waiting in Line. You finally reach the summit, metaphorically, and hear the chorus to Gene Vincent's song, Bebopalula. Philosophical musings abound. And here's an excerpt. After I died and the makeup had dried, I went back to my place. No moon that night, but a heavenly light shone on my face. So I thought it was odd. There was no sign of God just to usher me in. Then a voice from above, sugar-coated, with love, said, let us begin. You've got to fill out a form first, and then you wait in line. Okay, a new kid in the in school, got to follow the rule. you got to learn the routine. Whoa, there's a girl over there with the sunshiny hair, like a homecoming queen. I said, hey, what do you say? It's glorious day, by the way. How long have you been dead? Maybe you, maybe me, maybe baby, maybe three. But she just shook her head. Yeah, um, it's really tremendous. One of my favourites up next, Dazzling Blue, a favourite about his wife's favourite colour. And it's certainly a love song. African cadence and uh, Indian tablas are added to rich guitar sound that literally floats along, transcending a melody that dazzles. Lyrically, the blue sky, the views of true love, and the images of ideas, places and things that represent love in all its richness. And once again, an excerpt. Truth or lie, the silence is revealing. An empty sky, a hidden mound of stone. But the cat scan's eyes see what's the heart's concealing. Nowadays, when everything is known, maybe love's an accident or destiny is, is true. But you and I were born beneath a star of dazzling blue. Dazzling blue. Miles apart, though the miles can't measure distance. Worlds apart on a rainy afternoon. But the road gets dirty and it offers no resistance. So turn your amp up and play your lonesome tune. Maybe love's an accident or destiny is true. But you and I were born beneath a star of dazzling blue. Beautiful. Writes next, and it features segments of recordings made on a small digital recorder, recorded by Brickle on a 2009 family trip together in Kenya. If you don't know who Brickle is, it's Simon's wife. Uh, Simon was frustrated over the guitar tone on this song and attached the sound of a wild wildebeest uh, to a certain guitar note each time it uh, occurred in an effort to create an interesting sound. The song contains nighttime ambience recorded during the trip. It was written about a burnt-out Vietnam vet imagining that he could rewrite his life in order to give it a happy ending. The opening is saturated in African richness, 
via the Cora, which is a beautiful sound. And there's a neat whistle there played by Simon towards the outro. And let's have another little quick extract of the lyric. I've been working at the car wash. I consider it my day job because it's really not a pay job. But that's where I am. Everybody says the old guy working at the car wash hasn't got a brain cell left since Vietnam. And hard times, track five, soft piano intro with Paul's vocals creating that magnificent Simon mood. It's so distinctive. It's a very stripped back folk song with uh, brief uh, arrangements. Life's harsh stories, but love, a salvation through his thanks for his wife and perhaps God. Here's an excerpt. God and his only son paid a courtesy call on earth one Sunday morning. Orange blossoms opened their fragrant uh, lips. Songbirds sang from the tips of cotton roots. Old folks wept for his love in these hard times. Well, better be going, said the restless Lord to his son. There are galaxies yet to be born. Creation is never done. Anyway, these people are slobs here. If we stay, it's bound to be a mob scene. Disappeared. And it's just like love in hard times. Track six, love is eternal sacred love, sacred light, sorry. Uh, an easy rhythm starts this song. It's very skippy with twangy guitar, nice harmonica, and the pace and excitement goes up a notch towards the outro. It personifies happiness and it's got a bit of a, a gospel style to it. Here's an excerpt from the lyric. How did it all began? Started with a bang. A couple of light years later, uh, stars and planets sang. Fire warmed the cold waves of colours. Flew midnight into gold, earth to green and blue. Love is eternal sacred life, free from the shackles of time. Evil is darkness, sight without sight. A demon that feeds on the mind. Earth becomes a farm. Farmer takes a wife. Wife becomes a river and the river of life, the giver of life. Sorry, man becomes a machine. Oil runs down his face. Machine becomes a man with a bomb in the marketplace. Bomb in the marketplace. Mm, quite pointed, those lyrics, aren't they? It's Amulet. It's a beautifully played instrumental, mainly on acoustic guitars. Then... Track eight, questions for the angels, particularly like this one. So a voice and acoustic guitar in a duet. And there's some tasteful harp. References uh, to rapper Jay-Z on his includes a reference to African rapper. Yeah, which was inspired by a billboard, uh, a billboard uh, featuring him that was present over the Brooklyn Bridge for a time. Simon mentioned that he would pass... Uh, on his way to the Brooklyn Academy of Music. And when they were holding a month-long uh, celebration of his music in April 2008, Simon included the line to create a sharp transition from Angels in Heaven to downtown Brooklyn Street. Uh, here's a, an excerpt from uh, the song. A pilgrim on the pilgrimage walked across the Brooklyn Bridge, his sneakers torn, in the hour when the homeless move, their cardboard blankets, and the new day is born, folded in his back 
back pocket the questions that he copied from his heart. Who am I in this lonely world? And where will I make my bed tonight when twilight turns to dark? Yeah, I think that's got uh, put the uh, thing into quite a perspective. Thank you, Paul. Right now, love and blessings that opens with a booming uh, bells, I guess. It sounds like bass. Uh, orchestral arrangements from Gil Goldstein. Uh, love and blessings contains excerpts from the Golden Gate uh, Gospel Train, recorded by the Golden Gate Jubilee Quartet. In 1938 there's a lot of Indian tablas on this mixed with delicate guitars and Paul's singing is idyllic uh, the added gospel integrates well and there's a brief brief clarinet to give a jazz edge and so to the conclusion the last track uh, so beautiful I saw what it's much more of an up-tempo rocker uh, the title track full of energy it's got a bow diddly rhythm, so uh, we understand. Uh, that's what Paul said anyway, and I'm not going to quibble with that. It's got an odd tribal uh, feel, uh, faintly uh, back in, in the mix, the noises that is, and then the pace quickens to the fade out. Uh, I think it's a lyrical message on life and a final dark thought. Here's a, a final excerpt. Isn't it strange the way we're ignorant, how we seek out bad advice, how we uh, jigger it and figure it, mistaking value for the price, and play a game with time and love like a pair of rolling dice. So beautiful. So what? So what? Four men on the balcony overlooking the parking lot, pointing out a finger in the distance. Dr. King has just been shot, and the sirens, the sirens long melody singing. Saviour, pass me not. Okay, so that's uh, the excerpt from the final track. Right, now my personal uh, perspective on this. Um, although I, of course, like most of the uh, Western planet, uh, was a lover of Simon Garfunkel and the hits, and particularly after The Graduate became uh, a huge success, uh, in movie uh, cinema, uh, I have to confess that I never really got round to uh, buying any of their albums and was satisfied really with the constant hits uh, streaming through uh, the radio in the 60s. And when uh, he went solo, I really didn't follow him uh, very well. And it's only in recent years where I've, I've, I've made a, a point to re recycle and rediscover his uh, solo work. I, I obviously uh, heard and, and appreciated and enjoyed Graceland, but that was more to do with the fact that I was becoming very keen on world music. Um, so uh, I have reviewed other albums on my channel, uh, Heart and Bones Comes to Life. Um, now this album, it has to be said, this is a very slow burner for me. Uh, I, I take my time with his songs. Um, I f have great problems in remembering them in any detail. I need to listen to them frequently. And that's the case with this 
selection as well. I, I know that it's a good album. I know the tracks are beautifully put together. Uh, I know the quality of instrumentation is very, very high. And the lyrical contact is right up there. But for some reason, I, I cannot get a long-lasting memory of the music and the singing uh, after I've uh, listened to the album. And that's been the case with this one as well. Um, so it has to be said, uh, uh, the answer really for me is uh, listen uh, a lot more and you will get the benefits of the talent on display. But anyway, that's my take on So Beautiful So What by Paul Simon, released in 2011.